Welcome to day 288 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. I'm Paul, here with Cindy, David, and Matt, as we continue our journey through Matthew. And of course, we've come in our uh, narrative passages to the narrative of Jesus' life and his teaching found in the Gospel of Matthew. And all of the Gospels um, move uh, toward Jerusalem in a very deliberate pace. And so we find Jesus doing that. And as he moves toward Jerusalem, you see the tension between he and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law, uh, all coming to, a, to uh, coming to a head as he continues to prepare the disciples uh, for his impending death and resurrection. Language they're not quite getting, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jesus continues to talk to them about the necessity mm-hmm. uh, of the cross. So we pick up today in uh, Matthew chapter 16. Uh, before we do, as we always do, uh, we offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. It's a privilege to know God through His Word and what a gift He's given us. That He has given us His heart and character and Scripture, not simply left us guessing about who He is, how deeply He loves us, and what it means to know and walk with Him. So before we read, Matt, why don't you uh, lift us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank You for the gift of Your Word and, and the privilege of knowing You and being known by You. Uh, Father, we ask is we read this together that we would be um, drawn into to fellowship with you, drawn together in unity and and encouraged and, and built up. Uh, so, Father, as we read, would you give us wisdom, eyes to see and ears to hear? And, uh, and Father, would we respond uh, to you in worship? Uh, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, when evening comes, you say it'll be fair weather for the sky is red. In the morning today, it'll be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except a sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they discussed it among themselves and said, Is it because we didn't bring any bread? Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You have little faith. Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling the guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was Messiah. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. 
Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This will never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can one give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And you have a nice uh, collection of... Uh, of sayings and of stories here, you know, put together uh, from the you know the, the Pharisees and Sadducees. And by the by the way, that's a very rare combination in Scripture to see the Pharisees and the Sadducees, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, working in concert. Uh, these are like two warring factions within Judaism, and uh, Pharisees were kind of the conservative, uh, you know, group, and they were pretty staunch in their and uh, set in their ways. And the Sadducees were the more accommodating; they're more, you know. Uh, uh, more accommodating to culture, you know, than the Pharisees were, and so they're a little bit more progressive. Uh, but both of them miss the person of Jesus, and mm-hmm. both of them are uh, ir- irritated by the message and and in, in, in the very presence of Jesus. And just knowing, even when you know Jesus speaks to those things in our lives as well, you know, when we choose to kind of more legalistic, do the full side of religion you know jesus comes in and kind of disrupts that and then when we kind of take the maybe more grace less truth approach to to culture or to scripture he comes in and he addresses that so jesus is kind of a he's troubling to both of these parties you know know, both of these worlds uh, yeah we have you know uh, we have talked about that before that you know one of the hardest balances for us to maintain is a balance of you know grace you know grace and truth uh, you know, if we, we have mercy gifts and we tend to be gracious at the expense of truth. And, of course, if we have, you know, more of a prophetic stance, you know, where we want to denounce the things around us, we have, you know, more of a, uh, you know, a, a greater kinship with truth than we do grace. And bringing those together has done so wonderfully. Uh, you know, in the person of Christ. And, of course, that's a balance that we need to strive for. In, in a great message in the times that we, we stand in, uh, we're going to find people a little bit to the right of us that are being really harsh and, and, and really condemning, and people that I don't know that you can get to the right of us, by the way, <laughs> actually. But uh, people at one extreme who are getting, you know, a, a little harsh Same. and a little condemning, and another extreme that are far too accepting of the culture and accommodating, you know, to it. You have to love to, you know, Matthew's been kind of driving us to this moment where, you know, Jesus asked the question, you know, who are the people saying that I am? And mm-hmm. we've seen various responses from the people towards Jesus so far, you know, from the crowds towards Jesus. But then he turns to his disciples and says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answers with this wonderful confession that you are the Messiah, you know, the son of the living God. And then just a, a, you know, a few sentences later, he's teaching them about his death. And, and here we go. And you get... You know, Jesus rebuking <laughs> him and calling him Satan. And, and just that picture of, you know, whether this happened back to back just like this or not, 
this is the picture of what it looks like to follow Jesus. Oh, oh yeah. We have high moments and low moments. It, it, it probably didn't happen as immediately yeah. as we receive it in Scripture, but Matthew wants to see that he wants us to see these two things, you know, mm -hmm. right next to each other, yeah. and to understand that that's the very nature of what's him. And of course. Uh, whenever he says, you know, you are, you know, you are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God, Jesus said, Peter, uh, you know, this this didn't come from you, mm. you know, this this came from my Father who has revealed it to you. It's mm -hmm. only that you can have this kind of understanding of who I am, you know, by a work of the Spirit in your heart and the mm -hmm. revelation of the Father in your heart. And then, of course, in the very next instance, he said, there's a very different Spirit at work in you. You know, get behind me, Satan. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things, uh, you know, uh, of, of man. And uh, we very often find ourselves, you know, swinging from those two pendulums, having, you know, great moments when we're submitted to God's Spirit and He's working in and through us. And in the very next moment, we're, we're kind of playing into the hands of the enemy because we're thinking more in terms of, you know, human concerns and we are God's concerns. And those are two are often very, very different, more often than not, you know, very, very different. And, of course, that's why he's, he's warning us in this passage to watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Mm -hmm. We can be over-influenced over by our culture, and we can be over-emphasized by our self-righteousness and our legalism. And it's kind of interesting, too, you know, as Jesus is speaking about his death, you know, he, he's speaking about this day where, you know, he, he will be killed. And then, you know, mm -hmm. see John 3.16, that kind of idea of, you know, God giving the son to go to the cross is kind of giving away. But then, you know, that's kind of the concerns of God is the giving away of a son to to save humanity from their sins. And, you know, Peter's concerned about, you know, like all of us, like he wants to keep his life and preserve his life mm -hmm. and don't talk about death. You know, those are things. We, and then the very words of Jesus after that is, if you want to be my disciple, you know, you have to give your life away, yeah. you know. So Jesus is speaking about; he's about to give his life away, mm -hmm. and then he invites us to do the very same thing, you know, in an invitation to follow him. And I, oh, I'm sorry, I was, gonna say, and I love just a couple of verses after what, where David is right now in 26. He says, "What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul?" And I love that hint of the gospel because. We never could. Obviously, we never could, but he did. He was perfect, and he was able to exchange that we might have his righteousness as he took on our sin, and, and just the beauty of the gospel in those words. Yeah, he gave himself in exchange yeah, exactly. for our soul. But, yeah. yeah, that's a, a, a nice observation. And, and, of course, in both you know, in Matthew and Mark and in, in Luke, you move quickly from Jesus' announcement, I'm going to the cross, to his invitation to take up a cross, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, so it's a very stark, you know, contrast, you know, that we bring in Peter. Not only, you know, is this what God has in store for me, but this is what God has in store for anyone who follows me. And it's not necessarily, you know, martyrdom that you know we're talking about here. We're talking about the ability to, uh, you know, turn away from those things, those human concerns, our own desires, mm -hmm. uh, to deny those impulses that would take us away mm -hmm. from God. And to fully embrace God and be you know, fully, you know, fully submitted to Him, and it is, and and, and we are, do find ourselves in there, mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, not gain the whole world. None of us is that greedy. Mm -hmm. We we just want a, a, a nice, a nice sized <laughs> chunk of it. Actually, <laughs> in my Bible, I have written from a pastor in the Nashville area, Scott Sauls. He's one yeah. of my favorite voices right now, and he wrote in light of Jesus's call here. 
He said, the call of Jesus is not deny your neighbor, take up your comforts and follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just goes really hard. At <laughs> yeah. But often that is, yeah. like, I don't yeah. love my neighbor how I should. And I, no. I don't no, that's, deny that's, my comfort and yeah, I want to sure. do what I want to do. And to, and to love your neighbor the way you should. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jesus has already told us that in the, in the gospel. If you love those who love you and love those that are easy to love, what, mm-hmm. what credit is that to you if you're going to love your neighbor the way you should it'll be when you don't want to love them and they're not deserving of love mm-hmm. and it will call for you to deny yourself mm-hmm. and and to take up a cross mm-hmm. and to follow jesus and that is one instance of many that we're not very good at and mm-hmm. denying mm-hmm. ourselves and following jesus david once you bring us uh, to a close with a word of prayer yes pray Oh, Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the gospel of Matthew as we get to see and behold Jesus and and how so often the, the things he says we we can't wrap our heads around, but yet he's also, we, we know that the Father is at work revealing um, the Son to us. And so thank you so much for your word. Help us to be uh, men and women who who do deny ourselves, take up our cross, and and truly follow Jesus, knowing that that is where we will find our not only our greatest joy, but also where we get to live in a way that will glorify you and, and, and bring others to you. And we pray this all in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.